In this presentation, we'll take a look at some adjusted gross income limitations with regard to the earned income credit. This is coming from publication 59s. So here we have, we're on rule one, rule one of our seven rules, which is the adjusted gross income limitation. Your adjusted gross income must be less than, we have the 49,194 or the 54,884 for married filing jointly, if you have three or more qualified children. Let's test that out in our test 1040. So we have Adam Smith, it's gonna be head of household instead of married. We've got the three dependents, dependent one, two, and three qualified children. We're gonna say, all right, if that's the case and there's 20,000 of income, that's gonna be the W-2 income, no adjustments. Therefore, the AGI is 20,000 as well. We're gonna say that then they're gonna have the standard deduction of the 18, 18,000 meaning 2,000 of income. The tax then at 201, tax at the 201 and then we're not worried about this child tax credit but that brings it down to zero that's going to be a child tax credit because of the children but we're really concerned here with the earned income credit so here is the earned income credit still getting the earned income credit even though the tax is down to uh zero and obviously this is the case where they're qualifying because they're at twenty thousand of uh income so earned income what if that goes up and we say all right well what if the earned income now is 30,000, 30,000 of earned income. What does that do to, I'm just plugging this into the software and saying, okay, well now the earned income credit goes down to 4,037. All right, well, what if we made 40, what if we said 40,000? Notice the, in, the earned income credit's going down now. That brings it to 1,931. And what if we bring it to that cap? Remember the cap was, well, let's go to 49,194 of earnings, and that should bring it down to zero. So now that the income there is at zero. And we can say, okay, what if, what if they were married? So now we have a married return, Adam, uh, Adam, the two Smiths here, and we still have the three children. And now we have that 40 now, which was the cap before, but now they're married. So, it's, so now we have a different item, and so we still have some earned income credit. We're not getting into the calculation of it now. We're just saying there's some there. And then if we go, if we increase our income from there, remember the cap was um, 54,000. So if we increase our, our from to 53,000, let's be right under it, then we're going to say, okay, so, so now we still have some earned income credit. And if we bring it up to the cap, of the 54, 54884, then the earned income credit should disappear. So there's just some evidence on the software to give us some idea of what's going on here. Now, if you had the second item, what if we only had two, uh, we only had two children, then we'd have the 45408 and the 51492 would be our cap. In other words, if we go back to our head of household, one person, head of household, two, uh, dependents now so now we have the two dependents instead of three and we have the 20,000 of income now we have 20,000 of income and 18,000 is the standard deduction 2,000 of taxable income so that's the 201 we saw before that the child tax credits bringing it down to zero we're concerned here with the earned income credit so there's the earned income credit at 20,000 again if we increase this up and we say all right we're going to go more towards the cap with the two children how about 30,000 for the one person, the single individual, that of course brings it down, but we still have it, right? And if we go to the next item, we say, all right, how about 40,000 of earned income? 
we're going to say, all right, that brings it down, but it's still there. And then the cap for the single was 45, 45,802. That's when it should basically disappear, right? So that's when it goes away. Now, what if they were married? Now we have married filing joint. We got the two returns. We got the two dependents now. So we're still at that 45,802, which was the cap for the head of households for the one person. But now we have the exemption of 24,000 and whatnot. And we'll go down here. So the earned income credit is now still on the books because, of course, now we have the married status. And if we change the amount of income, then we're going to say, all right, well, what happens if we're at uh, 50,000, which is close to the cap for two? Then we still have a little bit there. And then if we go to the cap, then it should cap out at, we said, 51,492. So notice how you can kind of use software to, to basically test what the, what the code is saying. Back to the text, if we had 40,320 uh, uh, and 46, if you have no or only one qualifying child. So here's the cap, 40,320 or 46 if married, if we have one qualifying child. So what does that mean? So we'll go back to the Adam Smith. We got the head of household status here and just the one, uh, the one qualifying child. So here we have, if we scroll down back to the 20,000, there's our 18,000 of the standard deduction, 2,000 income. And then here's our tax, 201, the child tax credit wipes that out. And then we're at the earned income. So we have the earned uh, income credit of 3243, which is what we're concentrated on here. And we can say, all right, well, if we increase the income then to 30,000 with the one child and the head of household status, not 3,000, but 30,000. <laughs> And we go back over and say, well, what does that do to the earned income credit? Well, uh, we still have the earned income credit here. And then if we increase it, let's say to uh, 35,000, we're going to say, what does that do? 35,000 brings it down. And the cap was at the 40,320. And that'll bring us, that should wipe it out 40,320 if they were married. So now we have a married return with the one individual there. So we have the married return and the one, uh, the, the one child. Now that we had the same income that was maxed out, but now the filing status has changed. And so we can see that we now again have the earned income credit has reappeared now at the 908. And then if we increase the wages from there, we're going to say, all right, well, what happens if we go closer to the cap? Let's say. 45,000, which is pretty close. Then we're going to say, okay, it goes down to 157. And then, of course, if we go up to the 4610, uh, that's the cap, and that should basically uh, wipe it out here. So now that takes it away. So that's basically the, the kind of the caps in action. The same would be if it would be 15,270 and 20,950 if we were. Um, had no children. And so we won't go through the scenario there. I think we did that in a prior presentation. So similar kind of scenario would be there if we had no uh, children. Adjusted gross income. AG, AGI is the amount on line seven. So note what we were looking at is of course, the amount on line one and line seven being in essence the same. Total income, it's all W2 income. It's possible for these two items to be different. Line seven, could differ from line six, total income and adjusted gross income, if we had any items in the schedule one, these types of above the line deductions. So these types of above the line deductions could have a difference there. So if your AGI is equal to or more than the applicable limit listed above, 
you can't claim the earned income credit. You don't need to read the rest of the publication. For, so for example, if AGI is more than limit, your AGI is 40,550, you are single, and you have one qualified child. You can't claim the uh, earned income credit because your AGI isn't less than the 40,320, as we've seen in our examples here. However, if your filing status was married filing joint, you might be able to claim the earned income credit. So note that's similar to our example that uh, we had here where we said, okay, it met the single too high to be there for, for non-married filers, but could be there for the married filer given the fact that the AGI limit is typically higher for the married filers than the non-married filers.